This is the day that our Lord hath made. Let us all rejoice. Let us all rejoice. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, this is your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals, also the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Global Tent Ministries, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. I pray today that you are in great health, great strength, and even if you are not, I pray the blessings of the Lord over your life. I pray healing. I pray restoration. Yes, anything that you're in need of on today, I pray that God will meet you right there at your point of need. I pray that he will cover you in his pinions as he said in psalms 91 i pray that he will continue to order your steps set your face as flint and give you feet as hinds feet i pray that you will lack no good thing yes moving forward yesterday on the radio i was speaking about uh, rebuilding lives and walls. And it was coming out of uh, uh, Nehemiah. I don't know why I'm so stuck on Jeremiah. Uh, it came out of Nehemiah chapter one, I mean, chapter two, chapter three, and I believe it was 13 that I talked about, six and 13. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, and so I was talking about rebuilding lives. Well, today God wanted me to speak out of the book of Joel. Okay, um, as we know that Joel was a prophet. Yes, Joel was a prophet uh, to the nation of Judah. Okay, I want you to get your Bibles and I want you to study the book of Joel because that's the time that we're living in right now. I know a lot of people say revelations, but if you look at revelations, if you look at all the, the, the books of the prophets, the things that they had written, uh, excuse me, you will see that it go hand in hand with the book of Revelations because the prophets spoke of these things would come to pass. Okay. Uh, the people in Judah, as we know, the people of Judah had become, they had became very prosperous and complacent. You know, they were taking God for granted. Uh, they had turned to self-centeredness and idolatry and sin. So what Joel did, Joel came and he warned them that this kind of lifestyle would bring God's judgment. And you know that a lot of times, like we as uh, prophets, we'll come, we'll warn, and we'll tell you, we'll tell you the things that God is saying that you need to, to let go of, the things that God is saying that you need to repent of. And then a lot of times God will come and he will use us to come and tell you first of who you are and everything. He will start to begin to tell you, this is who you are. This is what I placed on the inside of you. But you have to let go of this, this, and the other. You have to repent of this, that, and the other. So God is a God of order and his word will never return unto him void. When God speaks a thing, it shall and it will come to pass. It shall and it will 
manifest. That's why when you see prophecy being spoken, there must be a manifestation of God's glory, of God's truth, of God's word, because you know, his word said, my word will never return unto me void. Whatever I speak, it shall, and it will come to pass. Okay. Now the key verses that we want to look at is, uh, that is why the Lord says, turn to me now. Okay. Uh, in, in chapter two, uh, in chapter two, yes. In chapter two in the, in the book of Joel. Okay. Why did he say that? Okay. He said, uh, God said, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't fear your, don't, don't, I mean, I'm sorry. Don't tear your clothing and in, 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 in grief and, 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 but tear, but, but tear your, I don't know why I keep saying tears, but, uh, and I'm praying that some of you that have been crying, that you've been in, that you've been in sadness, that your tears will turn into joy, that your sadness will turn into joy. Yes. And that your weeping will turn into joy. That thing that has been plaguing your mind. I don't know why God is taking me here, but I'm going to go there. Some of you have been saddened in your heart because of the loss of loved ones or the loss of things, but God is going to restore those things. But first things first, he wants you to turn your heart and your mind to him. He wants you to repent and give him your all. He wants you to surrender your all. He don't want your garments. He don't want nothing that's on you. He wants you. Okay. And I had to, I don't know why God had stopped me there and, and see when God, we got to allow God to be able to use us. That's why he always tell us, don't practice what you're going to say, because when the time come, I will give you my words to give to my people because I know what my people need. And so God want to know, can I trust you, daughter, with giving my word to my people? Can I trust you that if you write down a sermon or you write down a topic of such, uh, can I trust you that I can turn that subject around and turn it into something else and draw the people to me? Because after all, if I will be lifted up, I uh, will draw all men unto me, says the Lord. So now we want to, the Bible said to return to the Lord, your God, for he he is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. He is eager uh, uh, to not to punish. One thing we need to understand is God is God. Do not like the idea of punishing His children. It's just like our, you know, when we had those of us that have children and they do things and they keep doing it over and over, and you tell them not to do it, that that's going to get them in trouble, and they keep doing it, and then you have to punish them. Like I used to have to punish my children. I wasn't big on, on spanking them all the time, but they did get spankings. But for the most part, I would take things away from them that I knew that they really love. And sometimes God, Holy Ghost, thank you for your revelation. God said, that's how I do with my children. He said, he reminded me just now. He said, you remember when, when your sons and your son and your daughters would do certain things and, and you know that whipping, you would whip them. And sometimes they still will go back and do the same thing. He said, but it didn't, it didn't really start, you know, they didn't start changing and kind of stopping until you start taking those things that they really loved. Those things that they relied on when they came home, they would, you know, my son used to 
to love his games. He used to love playing his games and he loved his television, but not looking at it just to play his games. And, and my daughters, it was certain things that they liked doing so much. He said, I need you to take those things from them. And, and I used to take though, I used to take my, my son's TV and his games and everything out of the room when he did things that was contrary to what I spoke in my home. And so I knew that he didn't like that because he was always to himself. My son never dealt with a whole lot of people. And he's still that way to this day. He's always been a quiet person. But at the same time, it was things sometimes that he did that was contrary to, to my teachings of my children. And so when he would do things, or if he would be bad at school or if he would be bad around the house or wherever, then I would take things that I knew that he loved. And then I would get some, uh, uh, some, some uh, like the old people say, some right out of him and so I would do the same thing with my girls or with things that I knew that they liked to do I wouldn't let them do it and so that's the that's the same God see he's our father and the same things that we do he would tell us don't do this this is going to take you here don't take that road that road is going to take you to destruction don't engage at this with these type of people because this is going to hurt you in the long run don't you get in that relationship that relationship is going to be bondage and it's going to be destruction it's going to be um some some violence involved it's going to be certain things so he give you those flags and you go anyway and he tell you don't you don't be just spending your money don't just start just wasting money and don't don't go here don't you go to the clubs don't go hang out to, don't go hang out in these groups and don't go do this and don't do that and you find yourself doing the opposite of what your father told you not to do so what he do certain things he know that you love the most he starts stripping those things from you because I already said, I said about five years ago, and I, I was saying it for, for uh, all the way up until 2021. And I said that God was upset at America because America had become so spoiled with, with having everything, being able to do everything. And, and, and they was, any little thing that they, was, they wanted, they was able to get it and being boastful about it. They was beginning to just depending solely on their money and their houses and their cars and what they had. And, and if you didn't have it, then they, you would, to them, you were lower class and they disrespected the people that didn't have as much as they had. And then a lot of times they would, instead of, um, uh, in, instead of helping people that was in need, they would look down on the people that was in need. And they would, if, if the person needed something, they'll tell them, I'll, I'll visit you tomorrow. I'll help you out tomorrow. And they had it that day. And so God was looking, he's looking at all those things. He's looking at how you got people that are homeless. You got orphanage. You got people, widows. You got different people in the, in the Bible that God speaks of. Did you visit me when I was in the prisons? He speaks of all these things. And then we find ourselves being so complacent and just, it's all about me, my, and I. And so God say, I'm going to start stripping you of some things because you worshiping these things. You worshiping your money. You worshiping your cars. You worshiping your house. You worshiping your own children. You worshiping these things. You worshiping your husband. You worshiping your, 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 your wife. You worshiping you're worshiping these people like they're gods. And see, we talk about people worshiping and idolizing leaders, but we worship and idolizes our spouses. We worship and idolizes our children. And God said, there will be no gods before me nor after me. So we make these things out of little bitty gods. And so God say, I am God. And besides me, there is no other. I am, I am that I am. And there is no other like me. So when you began to put up little idols and you began to put up little things that, that, that tried to, you 
try to compensate for, for whatever that you're missing in life and you're making that thing out of a God. God said, I'm going to knock your little God down. And you got some people, they've made different things out of God's. And then as soon as they're, and I use this as an illustration, you know, our God is the one that keeps us together. But you got some people that idolize uh, uh, statues and they drag their statues around everywhere they go and they bow to their statues and they put candles around their statues and they give their statues fruits and they do all these little things to their statues and God say that is not God that is not me that don't look like me that don't rep that is that have nothing to do with me that thing can't even give you any they have nothing to offer you giving it everything because the minute that you pull it if it fall off of that little crate that you have it on the head will fall off and then you got to try to figure out how to get the head back on the eye come out you got to figure out how to put the eye back in the hands fall off well let me tell you something I am the God that when you fall apart that I put you back together that I put your head back on straight that I put your eyes back in place that I put your hands back uh, back on your body it is me that is putting it back together it is me that is putting you back together you don't put me back together I put you together so you got people that's worshiping these little gods you got people that worship angels they have angels everywhere and they bow to these angels and God said I will call something to make those angels wings fall off because there will be no God before me nor after me so God had to use a prophet like uh, uh, Joel to come and speak to tell them to let them know you have been I'm going to send let me let me give you this right here I'm going to share this with you where it says it's a it's this is the thing that God is saying it's a theme it's punishment he said like a destroying army of locusts God's punishment for sin is overwhelming dreadful and and un unvoidable you can't avoid it okay when it comes there there will be no food there will be no water there will be no protection there will be no escape the day of uh, of settling accounts with God for how we have lived is fast approaching and you know if you can look around you you can see that that's the times that we are in but the important thing to that is that God is the one with whom we all must reckon not nature the economy or the foreign invaders. Uh, uh, we can't ignore or offend God forever and think that he's going to turn a deaf ear. We must pay attention to his message now or we will face his anger later. We got to know that God is speaking and if we're not listening, then he will bring it before you. And you will, he said, even in the book of Joel, he said, if you go and you read it, if you go and you start reading it right in uh in, in chapter one, he even tell you, he said, tell your children about it in the years to come and let your children tell their children. Pass the story down from one generation to the other. After the cutting locusts finished eating the crops and the swarming locusts uh, uh, took what was left. After them came the hopping locusts and then the stripping locusts. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep well. And get rid of all of your wine, you drunkards. All you grapes, all your grapes are ruined and all of your sweet wine is gone. A vast army of locusts are invaded, uh, uh, invaded my land. A terrible army, too numerous to count. Its teeth are like lion's teeth. Its fangs is like those of a lioness. It is. It has destroyed my grapevines and ruined my fig trees, stripping their bark and destroying it, leaving the branches white and bare. Weep like a bride dressed in black mourning the death of her husband, for there is no grain or wine to offer 
to offer at the temple of the Lord. So the priests are in mourning. The ministers of the Lord are weeping. The fields are ruined. The land is stripped bare. The grain is destroyed. The grapes have shriveled and the olive oil is gone. Despair are all with the farm, the farmers. They wail about their, 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 their grapes. They weep because the, the wheat and the barley and all the crops in the field, they are ruined. The grapevines have dried up and the fig trees have withered. The pomegranate trees, the palm trees, the apple trees, all the fruit trees have dried up and the people joy have dried up with them. Dress yourselves in burlap and weep, you priests. Well, you who serve before the altar. Come spend the night in burlap, you ministers of my God. For there is no grain of wine to offer at the temple of our God. Announce at a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders. There we go. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord for your God and cry out to him. Cry at the altar. This is what the Lord is saying. Joel is is telling you what the Lord is saying. Okay? God urged, what he was doing in verse 3, he urged the parents to pass their history down to their children, telling telling them over and over the important lessons that they learned. That's what he was saying in verse three. He said, one of the greatest gifts that you can give your young people is your life story to help them, uh, to give the young people, uh, 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 what happened to you so they, they can repeat your success and avoid your mistakes. It's just like in, uh, when I was reading in Nehemiah one and in different books of the Bible, when, 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 when God constantly was saying that for you not to repeat the, 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 the lifestyle of your ancestors, because some of the, the, the repeating of the ancestors, they were very wicked. You had some ancestors was dealing in hoodoo and voodoo witchcraft and, and they were searching other gods, the moon, the stars, and, and they were doing, then you had some that were, that were worshiping God, that did praise God. I hear a lot of people saying all the time, man, we had some strong, interse- we had some strong, I'm sorry, ancestors, we had some strong, yes, we did, and we had some that dabbled into things that they had no business dabbling into, and so it came into our lineage. And you wonder why a lot of times you draw those type of people. You draw witches and warlocks and because it was somewhere in the lineage. And so God is, he warned us that we need to get rid of such things, such, such teaching, such, such thinking. Yes, a locust plague can be uh, as devastating as an invading army. And we know that locust gathers in swarms. Okay. And they too numerous to count. They fly several feet above the ground, seeming to darken the sun as they pass by. We know this, okay? And then when they land, they devour almost every piece of vegetation, covering and entering every path that they, that they trample on. They destroy it. They destroy it. Yes, as you go on to read, if when, you, when you go on to read in the book of Joel, you know... Um, did come the promises, but you haven't gotten to the promise yet. Okay. You haven't gotten to the promise. If you go over to, to Joel chapter two verses, uh, I believe that's verse 
uh, 25, where it said, the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts and the hopping locusts, the stripping locusts and the cutting locusts. And, and, and it was, it was I who sent the great destroying army against you. This is God saying, once again, you will have all the food that you want and all, and you all will praise the Lord, your God, who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no other God. There there never again will my people be disgraced. Okay? And, and, And that was the promise after the fact of you repenting. See, you can't... And if you notice, if you notice, he was saying... When, when, when he when he spoke about, he said, bring the leaders to the altar. Bring the leaders to the altar. Every leader, every leader need to be at the altar. He said, bring the leaders. In verse, here in verse, starting at verse 13, he said, dress yourselves in burlap and weep, you priests. Wait, well, you who serve before the altar. Come, spend the night in burlap, you ministers of my God. Uh-huh, you hear that? For there is no grain or wine to offer the temple, offer at the temple of our God. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bringing the leaders. Bring the leaders. Hiya. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord your God. Bring the leaders. See, if you get the leaders together, let them come together, not just to preach come together with fasting and mourning and repentance, then the land, the land would be, it would, the, 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 the spirit of that dumb, that dumb spirit of the enemy have to shake everything that belonged to you away from it. Because you fasted, you prayed, you, you went before God, you repented. God, I repent of anything that I thought, that I've said, that I, that, it, that was unbecoming as your child. All the all the backbiting, all the gossip, and and, and 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 all the manipulation I've seen. Where, and it was very sad to me in my quiet time. I was, God was showing me how 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 sometimes the leaders would when they come together, they scheme and they and they and they do things to get their way, just to have their way. And it, it was breaking my heart. Certain things that I was seeing in the spirit and you can hear them in their time of, 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 of some even husbands and wives coming together and, and they're having a spirit of gossiping and, and talking about people in their ministry and people that they work with. And they're not coming together and praying for the people and, and asking God to help the people. They're coming together and they're finding fault or they're trying to manipulate their way through the system and, and they're doing things that's ungodly and, and, and instead of building a, a place where you make the people strong, where you where you build up their hearts and their minds where it's been broken, God said, you have broken my people even the more you kept them in bondage because even though you come to church and even though you pray and even though you you, you lay hands and, and even though you preach the word, he said, with those same lips, you go away in your quiet time with your spouse or you go away with somebody else that, that won't even leak out what you said and you go in your gossip, you go and you talk about them and you give them right back to the enemy that you prayed them away from. 
you 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 prayed for them and then you went and you talked about them. I had a, a leader years ago and um and I and I trusted this leader with something and I and I and and I hate I did not my own personal you know some of that but sharing some things with them and then what they did they I heard them talking about this other young lady and they called her crazy and she's mentally challenged and they talk really bad about her and, and but they never never they never denied her money or they never denied the things that she was doing for them but they talked really bad about this 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 young girl and this young girl was somebody that was nearest and dearest to me it was somebody that that was in my lineage and when I saw that it broke my heart and I broke myself from those people and I said how dare you build someone up and then tear them down at the same time and so when you get ready to pray for somebody if you know that you are a person that you that that you do these things you shouldn't put your hands on anybody you shouldn't even you you, you shouldn't even be eligible to even speak into anybody's life you know, God is going to hold you accountable for that. And so he said, that's why he's holding the leaders. He said, bring the leaders to the altar. Get my ministers. He in, in Joel, he didn't say, he didn't say go out in the streets. He said, after you brought the ministers and the leaders to the altar, then bring them in, bring the outsiders into the temple. But you first got to get the leaders in order. The leaders got to stop fighting against each other. They got to stop this stuff that they're doing. You hear them, they, you know, you teaching this and you teaching that. Well, stay in your lane and let this person stay in their lane. You might don't, you might don't operate in deliverance. This person may operate in deliverance. You may not operate in finances where you're training them how to, how, how to hold on to things. This person do. Everybody, administration, you may not learn, know how to teach in that area. So be silent and let the person that know teach in that area. You might not know what, what demon to, to, to go and, 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 to, to, and to, to demolish. This person may know. They may know the name of certain things that you don't know about. So you let that person do. That's why it's called the five-fold ministry because everybody have work to do. Everybody don't think the same, walk the same, talk the same, but when they serving the same God and they doing the same work, it's going to all come together like a hand in a glove because you're coming first in humility. You're humble in your spirit. And first of all, if you're not loyal to God, you can't be loyal to people. You, you'll never be loyal to anybody if you can't first be loyal to God. You got to find yourself being loyal, loyal to God and being humble to God in order for God to exalt you and to make you become that man or that woman of God that he desired for you to be. But you can't exalt yourself. You can't make yourself be a certain person or look a certain way. God have to exalt you. He said in due season, I will exalt you. You don't have to tell nobody that you are this and you are that. They let them see that in you. You don't have to tell a person you are a prophet or you are a real prophet. You are real. It doesn't matter. You may be speaking real, but it may be some fakeness somewhere in there. The reason why you're speaking that out. You shouldn't have to tell nobody. I never heard Joel. I never heard Jeremiah. I never heard none of the prophets say, I'm the real Jeremiah, the devil. 
So God said, I need you to first humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and let God exalt you. Because yes, everything you are, God did bless you with with what you have. God did give you those gifts. God did anoint you to do what you do. He did give you that. But at the same time, God said, I want you at the altar. I want you to repent. I need my leaders and my ministers back at the altar. I need you to to fast and pray. You want to see a change in this world? Leaders, I need you to fast and pray. I need you to go back, go back, go back and, 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 and get my word and learn of me. Learn of me. When you learn of me, when you go back, some, some, some of you need to go back, go back to your word, soak in your word. Some of you need to go back and I'm learning this. I said, I was going to do this often. It was, it was a time where I used to take more breaks and get quiet before God. And, 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 and at one point I've allowed myself to go so long without that. I said, I wasn't doing that again because I've experienced something. I experienced something in my time away on the sabbatical with God. When I was quiet and away with God, I experienced some things and it, and it took me back to where, when I used to do that, do that with God years ago, when I used to take time and it would just be me and God and it was just quiet, just me and God. I didn't, I didn't do social media. I didn't do none of that. I didn't, I didn't talk to to certain people. You know, I didn't deal with that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, uh, concern myself about anything. It was just me and God, God downloading into me and he, he, he giving me new strategies, new ideas. And he, and he, and he's teaching me more to, to, to be quiet more on certain things. Share this. Don't share this. Give this. Don't give that. So leaders. Read Joel chapter one and keep going. Joel one and two, if you have to, but God is calling for the leaders to repentance in my closing. I pray that you have found this message to be a help to you on today. Yes, in in, in Joel chapter 2, he said that he was going to restore. But before he restored, first things first, you got to repent. You got to ask God to help you where you've been weak, where you've fallen short, where you have uh, let him down, and where you have built up other little gods. It's time to repent. It's time for the leaders to come to the temple fast and pray. This is Prophetess Taylor. I love you and may God bless you and may whatever God want for you in heaven, it is on earth. God bless you.